Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for August 5th, 2018. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and this week we have stories in all three sections in movies, games, and technology. First up is movies. The Academy Awards makes massive changes to the Oscars starting in 2020. This week, under apparent pressure from ABC, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Arts announced numerous changes to the Oscars. First, the show will be getting shorter, going from four hours down to three hours. This will mean now that some awards will not be shown live. Instead, will be during a commercial break, and then possibly a clip of the winner's speech will be played after. They also mentioned how they will make the Oscars more accessible to everyone, but did not elaborate how. Maybe uh, they'll do a Twitch livestream deal with Amazon. The biggest change is that we have a new category, and it is the most popular film, or the actual title, Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. This is the first change to the actual categories of the Oscars since 2009, when Best Picture went from 5 to 10 possible films. As mentioned earlier, this will start in 2020, so no, Black Panther and Infinity War will not be nominated. However, Avengers 4 could be. I understand why they did what they did. It has been rumored that ABC forced them to make some changes to try and increase viewership, as that has been declining. I'm fine with the show being cut to three hours, but then cut out the comedy and music segments as well. The awards should be given out properly and not be hidden by commercial breaks. Also, the new category defeats the point of increasing Best Picture nominees from 5 to 10 after the backlash of The Dark Knight not making a cut. Ideally, the voters should throw in one or two bigger and more popular movies in the Best Picture not a category to keep people quiet, but they would never really win. Instead, besides a few outlier years, they've never had to use all 10 or did they actually vote for a big blockbuster film to be nominated for Best Picture. So this situation is kind of on the Academy voters. Also, while I was kind of joking earlier, if you want to increase viewership, make a deal to stream it. That would be difficult with ABC having the TV rights for it, but if you were to make a deal with Amazon to air it on Twitch as well, you would definitely get more viewers in. Switching over to games, Discord to start testing selling games. The most popular chat app for gamers is now starting to test selling games. The beta test will be for 50,000 Canadian users, and the beta store will have a small selection, including Metro Last Light, Saints Row III, Super Meat Boy, and Hollow Knight. Over time, the store will open up to more users and add more games along with more features. Some of these features include having a universal library, collecting all of your games in one place, even if it needs another launcher to actually play it, and playing with friends no matter where they bought the game. Discord will also be getting into the indie game space by soon offering a first on Discord part of the store, where indie games will be exclusive to the Discord store for 90 days. Some of the responses I saw online about this were mixed, but I think this is a great idea for Discord. Discord popped up out of nowhere early last year and quickly grew into a popular chat app with over 150 million users. While it is gaming focused, I have seen other communities use it, different subreddit communities on Reddit. By branching out to offer games, it wouldn't be a huge service, but it would help diversify Discord and diversifying a company is never a bad thing. I also believe this is another small step towards Steam losing its iron fist on the PC marketplace. This, along with major publishers now refusing to sell some of their games on Steam, shows that things are changing. With the latest being at launch, at least, Bethesda will not be selling Fallout 76 on the Steam store. Instead, you must download the Bethesda launcher if you want to play it. I think if the next few years play out like this, you'll soon see Steam as still the dominant seller of PC games, but it'll become more fragmented with publishers having their own launchers for their bigger games. Lastly, moving over to tech, Verizon is giving customers six months of Apple Music. This week, Verizon announced that in the promotion with Apple, customers on any unlimited plan will receive a free six-month of Apple Music. 
Now this is for all customers on Verizon's unlimited plan, no matter what. If you are a new customer, a current customer, or even a current customer who had Apple Music but dropped it at some point. This promotion will start on August 16th. Verizon also said that this is the start of an exclusive partnership with Apple, but did not elaborate on it. So my thoughts about this is that it's a bit of a surprise from Verizon, but if you think about it, it actually does make sense. Other American carriers have been doing this for a while. T-Mobile with Netflix, AT&T with HBO, and Sprint with Hulu. The other carriers have been starting to bundle in content offers with their data plan. So it makes sense from a market perspective that if all the other major characters have exclusive content deals to try and get and keep customers, Verizon should have one as well. What I'm curious about is the mention of an exclusive deal with Apple and that this is the start of it. Maybe we will hear something about it next month at the new announcement for new iPhones. Roku's free streaming service is now available in more areas. For a while, Roku has had a free ad-supported streaming service, the Roku Channel, available on their streaming devices, but now is going to new areas. Roku has now said that the Roku Channel will now be available on the app and on smartphones and tablets through an app. The service includes content from studios such as Warner Brothers, Paramount, and Sony. It is a small news story, but I did want to mention it, as I think people should get some use out of it, and it does show that Roku is starting to try and grow past just being a vehicle for companies to show their content. With this being in more areas, if it gets popular enough, they might be able to even start signing some exclusive content for it to try and get more people to use it. But for now, it is a good way for people to catch up on some old movies. And for the last story, New York City starts to limit ride-sharing. This week, the New York City Council decided to vote for a cap limiting on how many ride-sharing vehicles can be on the road. Under the current plan, New York City will not be issuing any more licenses for ride-sharing vehicles unless it it includes wheelchair accessibility and for neighborhoods with a low amount of ride-sharing vehicles. However, for that, it would be on a case-by-case basis. The City Council also voted for a bill that would give ride-sharing drivers a minimum wage of $15 per hour, and the mayor is expected to sign both into law. The main reason for the halt on new ride-sharing vehicles is due to traffic congestion. The Verge reports that there are 100,000 ride-sharing vehicles in New York City, and that outnumbers the yellow taxi cabs 4-1. to Both Uber and Lyft condemned these votes, saying that New Yorkers will now have to wait longer for a ride, and that it will be almost like it was back before they were existed. Here's a quote from the spokesperson from Uber, quote, The city's 12-month pause on new vehicle licenses will threaten one of the few reliable transportation options while doing nothing to fix the subways or ease congestion, end quote. So this move to start regulating companies like Uber and Lyft was bound to happen at some point. I'm just a bit surprised it happened in New York City first, but I guess this is due to the taxi union there. The way these companies have grown at such an accelerated rate and have had very little to no regulations placed on them, their party was going to start crashing sooner or later. At some point, people were going to realize that not having these companies in check would cause issues such as more traffic instead of less. I personally like these moves by New York City, and I hope other cities follow. Believe me, I do not like the taxi companies here, and feel them complaining about Uber and Lyft is a bit too much, but the way they act and how they treat their drivers, something needed to happen. Also, while I'm glad that the drivers should start getting a livable wage, I hope that they start to realize this is partially their fault. Being an Uber and Lyft driver was not meant to be a full-time job, only for side cash. Yet people took it upon themselves to become drivers for one or both and then just drive all all the time. You then had stories of people like this who could barely afford their bills. So we'll see what happens with these changes and if other cities in America start to add their own rules because if New York City can, then it is possible in other areas. So that is it for this week's episode of What Happened. Thank you for listening.